What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Nashville Unsigned, a.k.a. The News Podcast. We are covering all things digital and music news for the independent community. So we are your source for all things news that isn't fake and <laughs> that comes through the internet. So I'm hanging, chilling like true villains with my business partners over here, Patrick Larney, Jared Rigsby, and Nick Brown. What's up, everybody? So let um, our viewers know and listeners uh, who we are and what role we play in Nashville and So I'll let you take yeah, it off, Nick. Yeah, definitely. I'm Nick. Um, I'm the website administrator. Um, you know, I keep that running and adding new content to it, make all sorts of uh, you know, updates going on there. So updates on the back end. Yeah, if if you guys have any cool ideas, That's you know, feel free to submit them. And yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he makes everything look good on the site. <laughs> makes everything yeah. function. He's got tech oh, yeah. issues. He's probably taking care of it. You probably got an email from him a time or two. So I am Amber Stoneman. I do social media marketing, networking. So in and out of all those networking events that you guys are also going to. Also. Um, our unsigned series, so doing a lot of event coordinating, which is so much fun. Sponsorships, mm-hmm. reach out to us. We've got packages on the site. Just sign. Jared Rigsby. And I'm Jared Rigsby. I'm a, I'm a writer around here, SEO specialist and a digital marketer. Town. Ron, yeah. <laughs> nice. Hi, my name is Patrick, and I, um, I take care of the video and the branding and the design for the website. I have a background in music as an artist and uh, a label services company focused on launching independent mu- uh, musicians' uh, careers. So basically, I make things look pretty um, from the aspect of trying to help uh, independent artists raise awareness of their projects. So let's kind of uh, talk about, I'm a new artist in town, independent community. Um, where do I go to find information about resources, networking events, live music, who I need for photos or whatever? Where do where do independent artists go for that information? Well, I mean, basically, I think most uh, independent artists are just Googling it, and then, you know, <laughs> from the top 700 things that come through, they're kind of blindly shooting in the dark of which one, you know, can help them out. Uh, we're very uh, specific to an area right now, which is Nashville Unsigned, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's a great community that just by introducing yourself uh, to our community. I think there's a lot of impact that you can get a lot of information about what's going down in Nashville, who the best uh, artists are, the, the, the emerging artists in, in town. And so, uh, like I said, just spending a little bit of time with us, I think you see uh, a, lot, a big improvement in raising awareness of your project. Yeah, and providing um, any types of services from SEO, digital marketing, social media, um, feeding in a network, um, even doing consulting of your career and where it can go and how to monetize. And, you know, him, he does writing and reviews and bios. So, and then Patrick does a lot of things like music videos and branding and websites as well. So pretty much like within this team, um, if we can't execute a project for you guys, we know somebody who can. Right. So, um, so Nashville Unsigned, helping independent artists just find their resources. Um, so we are going to roll into um, our topic of the day, oh, yeah. which is a pretty popular uh, two words that um, are popular but boring. So I don't know how that happens at the same time because if, you if you're the popular kid at school, okay. you're probably not boring. I don't know. Net neutrality. That's mm-hmm. what it's called, net neutrality. So, like, I, I thought 
when somebody told me that what it was, I was like, "Oh my god, girlfriend, totally know what you're talking about. It's so awesome. Like, I'm such a believer. Can't even believe that you know about it too. I, it's kind of like Netflix, but better. So I totally thought that it was it's kind of like Netflix. But it, I it was. I thought it was a, a streaming platform or something for movies. So, what is net neutrality? So. Uh, Put it shortly. <laughs> thank you. It's, yeah, um, we got ADD minds of the world, well, so thank you. <laughs> basically, right now we have equal speed to everything. Like everyone gets, if you're whether you're streaming or downloading, you're getting the same uh, bandwidth speed as the guy next door. Now, taking um, net neutrality away means that these ISP, uh, these internet service providers. Um, can charge more for fast lanes on what they deem uh, takes up more bandwidth. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a big, a whole, huge debate about it. Um, but it's it's kind of been in the works for the past, God, what, like 10 years? Yeah. yeah. And who are, who are internet service providers, a.k.a. ISPs? Like, who are they? So that's your, uh, your Comcast, your Time Warner, AT&T, Verizon, um, basically, the people that bring the internet to you. So you're pretty much telling me the TV packages that all those service providers or phone packages that they have, they're packaging the internet like that. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite enough for that. <sighs> no. So now, so now they're trying to compete with uh, Google, the success of uh, these online streaming services like Netflix and Hulu. Um, they want a piece of that pie. And piece so of that pie. Yeah. <laughs> I like to eat pizza, baby. So, Patrick, tell us, like, what that means for the independent artist. Like, what does that look like for the independent artist? Yeah, I think that the level at which your message effectively, uh, effectively reaches its audience um, is really important, especially for an independent artist. In terms of a musician, try this um, to explain it to musicians, because I know that that's a big uh, part of our audience. Um, there's an audition, and everyone has to play their guitars at the same volume level on their amps. Uh, whereas if the volume levels were chosen for each guitar player, then some guitar players in the room would have an advantage of being heard precisely because of the volume that they're allowed to produce. Um, and so uh, essentially that's what the um, throttling the content on the internet could could be. It makes some people's voices louder and some people's voices uh uh, you know, and softer. that's based so, on money. Um, money they're yeah, paying which for is it. something that is, you know most uh, independent artists don't have. Uh, so it's, it's a resource that most don't. Have. Yeah, it's visibility for money. Is yeah, what's it, it equated, um, you know, almost directly proportionate to what your backing is. Um, I feel that uh, you know major telecom uh, used to rule the industry from AM to FM to cable TV, and that monopoly, if you will. Um, has been compromised by the internet allowing um, uh, anyone with an ISP connection to distribute their content equally. Um, where I see the risk is in this is allowing uh, uh, these ISPs like Comcast, Time Warner, AT&T, and Verizon to essentially be the gods of what moves through, um, uh, policing or at least giving, um, uh, giving priority to some of the content that they want to deliver to you at high speeds and kind of throttling or, or muting some of some of the rest. I can honestly attest to um, my viewpoint on it, which is very important. Don't take my word for it. Get online, battleforthenet.com, um, goffcc yourself.com. Um, and there are plenty of other, if you use Google, 
internet, um, <laughs> then you'll you'll be able to research it and know what we're talking about. Um, so do appropriate research to understand what stance you take on this. I can honestly say I think that it hinders freedom of speech um, equally. Um, I, I think that it, it hinders that in a lot of different aspects, knowing our, our target demographic, our fans, our friends, our community of independent artists. Um, this actually slows down speeds based on how much you're going to invest in your marketing dollars to these telecommunications companies. So, Patrick, with your skill set, which is video and branding and, and things of that nature, like tell us like how net neutrality affects those things for the independent artists for video. Well, sure. I think that, you know, it's no secret that one of the most impactful media forms for a breaking artist is video. It's a fast food generation with the attention span of a goldfish, basically. <laughs> right. um, so it's nobody wild. wants to read, you know, a dissertation of text. Um, and one of the biggest breakout things that, you know, people are doing is a three-minute video, an mm -hmm. official music video. Um, but bit-intensive media, such as HD video, um, is the thing that's going to be affected the most. Um, We've all experienced trying to load a video um, and with a poor internet connection, and you get that spinning little, you know, beach ball of death, and that completely ruins the uh, the experience, right? So, um, if you're coming to the table at a disadvantage already, that's like trying to land a date and being ugly. <laughs> you know, you're you're <laughs> already set behind. Doesn't work. You know? Yeah. Let's just um, be honest. And so, uh, I think that that being one of the biggest breaking points for new artists, um, there's an incentive for Time Warner, um, you know, also the uh, under the same umbrella as Warner Music Group, which is a major record label, um, it doesn't take Stephen Hawking to connect those dots. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they're going to push that content and the good experience of speedy delivery of HD video for, um, for things that benefit them and probably... And, and that's a risk. Nobody's yeah. saying that they're going to be given the right to do that. They've all said, oh, we're not going to do that. But it's really kind of on a pinky swear at this point. Well, telecommunications companies, let's just be honest. Let's go through kind of the lifeline of a telecommunications company. Like they, they lose landlines. Let's just talk about that. They move into, into cell phones, but then they had TV as well. We had TV packages that kind of lasted for a little bit. And we all know we watching Netflix in and chilling these days, um, which is quite the term. I have the T-shirt for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of the thing. Hulu, um, other aspects like that. But I mean, I even use Snapchat as a form of TV these days. Yeah. So they're losing money. They're losing momentum. Do we feel like it's a, it's a grasp at straws? Like this is a fish out of water thing right now. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think it's. A lot of what we're talking about is 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 uh, sort of conjecture as to what could happen if net neutrality were to be repealed. At this point, we re we really don't know what exactly is going to happen. Um, you know, we can kind of go off into you know the worst case scenarios and all that, but but really, I I think the the ISPs are more wanting to you know get funds from the the high bandwidth consumers. Um, have you guys seen that graphic that was going around? It was like uh, Netflix is like 33% of the bandwidth on the internet, <laughs> people streaming HD movies and all yeah, that. That's actually yeah. really insightful. Yeah, I mean, it's huge because, I mean, you know, there's, what, probably millions of people, you know, streaming, you know, Netflix uh, HD video, you know, for hours a day. You know, we've all heard of binge watching. I mean, imagine binge watching's effect on, you know, bandwidth. 
So I understand what the ISPs are going for here. Um, they, you know, high bandwidth consumers are, you know, they would, would like to charge them more. And um, as someone that doesn't use, you know, too much HD bandwidth and all that, you know, I, I could be down with that in a, in a possible way because that, you know, I highly doubt they'll lower my internet access, you know, price. But, you know, I could, I could see where having, you know, HD service, you know, separated could actually be beneficial for someone that doesn't need it all the time. So how does this affect, um, how does it affect the independent artists going against assigned um, major label artists? So we all know Warner Music owns Time Warner or vice versa. So they're family or at least they're having sex. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> at least they make a baby. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Something's happening. I can feel it. There's a relationship. So these telecommunications companies have access into the music industry. They're all connected in some way, shape, or form. Right. So then how does this, how does those relationships with telecommunications affect independent artists to major label artists? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, the biggest, um, the, the biggest risk that I think that most people are afraid of anyway, and most of this is really fear-based, but, you know, fear-based is also foresight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes. So, um, I think that the, the thing that independent artists uh, should be concerned about is the fact that their content, uh, the experience of their content can be compromised by the, an agenda to push uh, the same experience um, or at least the same, um, the same media with a better experience for high speed or whatever. Like you said, um, you know, that... Um, Netflix or whatever is something that's being pushed through super, you know, super fast right now. But it's also eating off of the plate of what used to be cable TV, right? So that's a competition. Now, if you have an ISP that's trying to lower that competition, and they already own the pipes that bring the internet to everybody, mm -hmm. it seems like a pretty quick fix um, to, uh, you know, getting back on the throne of what types of messages are being supplied to the pu to the public. So. Um, that could make things a lot harder on what independent artists feel is the only uh, even playing field right now to get their message out. That's why independent artists are not racing after Comcast for TV mm -hmm. or trying to get their own radio shows. They're doing podcasts. They're doing, you know, they're using the internet because that's mm -hmm. the level playing ground. That's that's where they can reach their their public. So how does Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Films? How do those platforms serve? independent music. I know that we kind of discussed this a little bit and you had a really good um, insight into how this actually affects how um, dropping the protection of Title II of net neutrality, how does that affect the independent artist in relations to uh, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Films and those platforms like that? Well, one, one of the most uh, lucrative opportunities right now for independent artists is what's called sync licensing, and that is that you will get paid a certain amount of money for the use of your song in certain media deliveries, like a Hulu series or a Netflix series. If those experiences of those things are being slowed down, then not as many people are listening to it. And so the streaming royalties, the numbers of streaming royalties for sync licensing for an independent TV show that might mm -hmm. show up on Netflix is not going to be as high. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, artists today are not making, it's no secret that they're not making money 
from record sales as much as they are streaming yeah, or syncing. Yeah, they're running to syncing right now. And shout out to Whistle and Circina, two of our featured artists um, that are killing the game in syncing right now. And actually, Whistle was on three episodes of Orange is the New Black, so Netflix original. So that's sure. where these artists are having breakthrough opportunities to A, get paid from a platform, um, and B, be able to get their music exposed. And of course, they're pulling in, like, they're getting exposure. They're pulling in all types of revenue from this. So that would be a fear um, of shutting down or, or charging higher rates for companies um, like those that are providing extra services to an artist. Yeah, I think overall the um, streaming, just the bottom line of um, there's going to be less people streaming if they have to pay more to do it, right? The, mar the market is going to show that one way or another. And um, that's going to affect artists' bottom line just straight up like Spotify and that kind of stuff. And we're going to have to see how, how that, you know, manages throughout the process, Yeah, you know, with yeah. those kind of platforms. And if you have to shift from there or if you can keep plugging away with the streaming services, um, I think only time will tell. Yeah. Money's being made. Here's the thing about streaming. Money is being made from streaming. What happens is there are these um, uh, black box banks is what they call them. And um, when PROs, Pro rights organizations, ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, Cobalt, whatever, um, is tracking the royalties to your music. If they can't find the person that they can't find the person that this, the royalties belong to, they go in a black box bank, which ironically um, fluff the pockets of executives. So, what I'm saying is, in this process, that is that is I agree with what you guys are saying. This, this changes the level playing field that's going on. So Nick, kind of tell us what, what emerging technologies um, would be able, what emerging technologies would be affected by this or not affected by this? How does this affect innovation in the music industry uh, if net neutrality was lifted or, or, or yeah, I, kept I th in contact? I think the, the place this is really gonna affect independent artists is the, the networks where they share their music right now. Um, you know, uploading it to your videos to YouTube, uh, getting your music on, you know, Spotify and it's, it's streaming and, you know, the Apple iTunes store and all these different little spots where you, you have access for people to, to find your music. I think that's where it's really going to hit people. Like background music for Pornhub. <laughs> exactly. Because you know, videos. Porn Club or Porn Club, <laughs> Pornhub is protecting, going after protecting that neutrality. Just saying. But anyways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those uh, those uh, adult filmmakers, you know, they have to find you know independent musicians. To porn music. Now, everybody with me. Everybody with me. Because I think that's where it's really going to affect people if you have your own website with your own content on there uh i i feel like you probably end up being okay because you're not going to be consuming that much bandwidth with your own personal website but if you're on youtube and then youtube doesn't work something out with an isp and they're you know consuming massive amounts of bandwidth you know and all that i and you know, that kind of takes me back to why i think they're doing google fiber is I think they knew that this was going to be an issue to begin with, so yeah. they've already, you know, Clever. they've already developed a backup plan Clever. for this. Yeah, me they're too. like, everybody and, come through us, we're going to protect the internet. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, they're massive, and if, if there was to be some sort of slowdown Smart. on Google searches, you know, I mean, that would be a, a yeah. serious Significant. issue for them. Yeah. Um, but, so, you know, I think that's really where it's going to hit them is the, the networks online, and I think that's the, the spot for innovation, though. I think new companies mm. will come in, and there'll be new video platforms, New stream, you know, streaming platforms, uh, music sharing, all that sort of thing. 
Awesome. And so, Patrick, um, what about uh, your perspective on uh, a couple of things, independent artists, emerging technology, and how net neutrality could actually affect innovation? Well, I think that um, independent artists um, look to emerging technologies to emerge themselves as well. Um, we've seen it happen uh, with YouTube. We've seen it happen with MySpace. We've seen it now. MySpace is not an emerging technology now, but of course, at some point, it was an emerging technology. Um, well, you know, in the olden days. Sure, sure. The days. Social. I mean, Friendster was first, we're, and we're then saying demerging, yeah, yeah. demerging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, because independent artists look out for that, um, I think that emerging something that's kind of synonymous with emerging technologies also is that it's 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 more and more bit intensive. That uh, if you're, you know, the the future, what's coming, let's say it's, you know, 4K video that you can put online or virtual reality or whatever, that any of those emerging technologies are taking a lot uh, of, of bandwidth, and that's what could be slowed down. Uh, you had talked about, you know, uh, Nick, you had talked about um, YouTube being, you know, that, that possibly could be slowed down. I think portions of YouTube will be and portions won't be. Vivo, for instance, is some of the big major labels that have put together a playlist through YouTube's platform. But I think that, you know, it doesn't take long for these huge data companies to figure out what they need to throttle and what they don't need to throttle. And sooner or later, the consumer that doesn't have um, a dog in the fight for an independent artist or whatever is just going to go where the experience is best. Yeah. And if that's Vivo, so they don't have to look at the spinning beach ball, then that's a lot of the market share for independent artists. Yeah, so that's a great segue with all the social media references. So um, one thing that I uh, feel and that I've been placed um, in the role by my peers um, is to handle the social media marketing for Nashville Insign. So um, I'm a firm believer in this day and age, if you're not annoying with your marketing, you will not break through. You will not be effective. We've been a little annoying, guys, especially on the Yet page, and I'm not sorry about it. But um, we have created our own community called The Unsigned Community. Go join on Facebook. Find Nashville Unsigned on there, too. And we're going to shamelessly plug Instagram, Nashville Unsigned. Um, Twitter, Nash Unsigned. Snapchat, Nash Unsigned. And I think that about, oh, Google Plus, Nashville Unsigned. You're welcome. Um, so, so social media for independent artists, we're going to kind of talk about that for a second, how this, how net neutrality lifting or not lifting, um, will be affected, um, by this outcome, how social media will be affected, how the artist, how the independent artist will be affected. So, uh, we all know, um, we are, we have our feet in the ground. We love you guys. We have friends, family, community, all in the independent community. And you guys use social media for live streaming. Um, you do your virtual tip jars now on live streaming. Um, you sell your product. You create new fan bases. So you actually utilize social media to get your brand out there. So how is um, social media affected in net neutrality or lifting title two of net neutrality? Well, this, of course, would be conjecture that the figure out the uh, the future of, of social media. But um, I, I did, however, uh, read a recent article on uh, Entrepreneur Magazine about the, uh, the trends to look forward to in 2018. And a lot of this uh, revolves around uh, like personal storytelling, like um, Instagram putting up the stories like Snapchat, um, live streaming, that's gonna be a big deal. Um, if, if that bandwidth is cut, it could really pull the, uh, 
the rug out from under these trends that are naturally emerging, mm-hmm. um, especially if this happens kind of all of a sudden, yeah. you know, there's like a, a date that it kind of gets, gets pulled. And then okay. it's like everything, yeah, everything that you look forward to in your business plan could be pulled out from under your feet. Um, yeah, which is a scary thing for it's independent artists. It's a scary artists. thing, it's a, and it sounds scary to say it out loud, but, <laughs> you know, it's... it's like <laughs> getting stabbed in the it's heart kind of like getting and stabbed bleeding in out heart. in front of everyone. But, yeah, it um, does. It is I, scary. It's going to rock the market. You know, people are going to change their behaviors in one way or another, but I don't think it's going to just destroy it. You know, there's Money. there's always there's always ways to, to maneuver, and I think that's the, the optimal way to look at it is if this does go through, how do I maneuver around it? How do I survive and, you know, find opportunities uh, within this? So really it is no secret. Um, we're talking about social media marketing um, and how um, net neutrality uh, lifted could affect social media marketing of an independent artist. So... Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, emerging uh, platforms like Spotlight. Check it out. It's kind of cool. It's kind of your new age um, voting system, uh, YouTube voting system. Pretty cool. Uh, musically sold to another company for a billion dollars. And it's starting to hit a little bit of decline, but Patreon, Snapchat. So this, all these artists use these platforms. You know, in, for instance, Facebook, of course, has tons of money, significant amounts of money. Snapchat is declining. They're still making a lot of money, but when you're having to pay out to these service providers, these ISPs, for a faster lane of traffic with a lot of data that you're that you're pulling in from, you know, just everything, information overload. Um, how exactly? What's your guys' opinion on how exactly this could affect? I mean, I see that it's going to Snapchat if they continue to lose money they may not be able to play in the same sandbox as Facebook anymore, which currently Facebook, Instagram, um, has pulled features from Snapchat. Oh, yeah. yeah so it's actually beating out Snapchat. That's what I'm saying. Instagram is, yeah. So a place like Facebook could afford a fast lane, and unfortunately this awesome, awesome platform like Snapchat may not be able to afford a fast lane. So what is what do you guys think – is that going to take like a big hit on the artist visibility as well? Well, I think one side of the, one side of the argument um, that is uh, coming for the dismantling of net neutrality is saying that uh, they want investment um, in future innovation. And with certain regulations on the things that they have, there are investors that say, well, I don't want to invest in that because it's all already got boundaries and borders. So if you open it, um, this is how they're pitching as the Freedom Act, um, that if you open it, then, well, now investors will put money into that because there's so much possibility. Mm-hmm. To me, I understand that argument. Um, where I differ for that is I believe that those companies, uh, when, you, when, when you allow them to run everything, they kind of are in control, then the money that they would have gotten is just used to absorb kind of upcoming um, technologies. Uh, totally. Just, you know... Um, Snapchat by itself. Yeah. I don't know who it was started by, or Instagram, let's say, yeah. right? Instagram was started by something and Facebook bought it, bought it, right? It uh, yep. Saw it in the rear view mirror and said, that could be competition, so I'm going to absorb it. it. Yep. To me, I love the idea of the internet being an equal playing field where the innovation comes from the bottom up. And the underdog has an opportunity just like in the unsigned community. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. And I think that if um, what they're what they're talking about with the uh, the opposing point of view is that the innovation should come from the top down, and I, I 
I just, I, I'm not necessarily, my personal opinion is that I don't believe that that's where innovation comes from. Yeah. I think it comes from, from the bottom. So I would love to see, you know, that, that money uh, can still land in the pocket of those big companies by allowing innovation to come up from the bottom. Exactly. Awesome. So we also see a lot um, in Nashville Unsigned and being super present on social media and you being super present. Talk about the event calendar earlier. What, what? NationalOnsign.com, we mad at it. Go build a profile. We need you in our lives. Um, so promotions for independent artists shows for their brand. Um, their shows is one of live music is one of the top resources of independent artists, merch and live music. So if net neutrality, the protection of that, um, is pulled away, does this affect um, people that show up at their shows? Could this affect people that show up at their shows? What do you think, Nick? With the promotional um, aspect of things. You know, I, I don't think it's, it's really going to be that impactful, honestly, because... You know, where do people find out about your shows right now? Most of the time, it's through the artists themselves. Uh, they promote it, you know, through social media and all that. Um, you know, I don't see that that it would really impact that. Yeah, I don't see either. I I think you'd be probably safe in that lane. I think, I think the the size of the information is either uh, you know a venue calendar online or yeah. somebody's email list. Yeah. So that's a very very low yeah. bit. Yeah. But what I do see it affecting is ding, ding, ding. Ap applying the new. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just waiting for the opportunity to drop the hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that the, uh, the the place that it does affect is the backside of that, which is uh, you know artists using technology to take that live show and instead of just showing it to the thirty people in the room maybe live streaming it or filming it and then putting it out where the long tail of that three years later at 3 a.m., somebody is still watching that live show while the artist is sleeping. And yeah. so their music discovery is, is its reach is longer. So, but I agree with you. I don't, I don't think necessarily like getting people to the actual show is going to be affected that much by it. Yeah. I am going to disagree, everybody. Surprise, surprise. disagree. So I um, am super, super present um, on social media uh, with Nashville Unsigned. With all the live events, we have a promotional strategy in place for live events, and most of it, I can honestly, we don't have a street team out there yet. Now we got a street team. Thank you, team Nashville Unsigned. Yeah. Um, so we will have a street team. We do not yet. We do not post flyers. We do not do guerrilla style marketing. We only do social media marketing, and we're pulling in 150, 200 people in a show, and it is specifically off of social media marketing. It is no other. We've got a little bit of word of mouth, but for the most part, we are pushing, pushing, pushing through social media. So I do agree. I think, or I disagree, and the reason for that is because if these major platforms are having to pay more money to be able to get in the fast lane and now it's surpassing the actual revenue of the company and they're having to pick and choose where this goes, you know, we may end up seeing stalls in social media where you're not getting information in real time. You know, you may not know about a show until the day after the show. I'm just saying. So I do think that social media platforms will be affected. Um, I do think these are the major key players of data that we're talking about. So if they're if they're slowing down, if they're being put in the fast lane or fast or slow based on pricing um, and their data, then yeah, this could slow them down. And being being on the on the back end of social media. I see that I will face a problem 
but I'm going to resolve it. Going to resolve it. <laughs> I'm just saying. So um, we're going to switch it up a little bit, playing in the social media world and how it affects independent artists and how you guys promote online. Keep doing it. We love it. Again, submit to nationalonsign.com, build your profile. We ain't mad at it. Shameless plug. Um, but Nick and Jared kind of have a, uh, some questions for the both of you. Um, and this is around e-commerce, big money maker for the independent artist. Um, so e-commerce for the independent artist, how is it affected? How is it not affected with net neutrality? Uh Honestly, again, I think it's going to be similar to, you know, like what we were discussing before with the They events. can't sell their uh, branded dildos. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, really going to take Verizon, <laughs> Verizon has a really hard stance on, on logo branded. dildos. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Verizon. Yeah. I, th I think as far as like merchandise and that kind of thing, um, and you're talking about internet speeds, so it's, what, maybe the payment? process being slowed yeah i think it's and really going to hit those counts. hd videos yeah you know, those yeah. hd videos yeah yeah it's gonna be yeah, more it, downloads it, and video streaming if yeah. it hits the customer they're going to be like hey you want to watch your netflix then you know you're going to have to get this extra ten dollar a month thing or so how uh, and let's this is a good little segue moving into websites um how does it affect an artist's website can it affect an artist's website yeah, it, it could if they were to lower the speed lower than what it is right now for, you know, people to access it. I don't I don't see that really being a big impact because as as a web developer through the age of telephones coming in to be in, <laughs> yeah. you know, where people see He the means landlines. Landlines. Yeah, you, you get your dial uh what is that the rotary, rotary phone. Rotary <laughs> phone. <laughs> yeah. No, but when when that first took off and became a big deal, it was it was uh Making sure the website or the, the the page size that making sure that was really low was a huge, mm -hmm. you know, like a huge deal at that time because the bandwidth was really low for, uh, you know, mobile devices at the time. But now we've gotten to the point where you know it, it doesn't even matter; it doesn't even really impact it too much. But you still want it to be low. Uh, it assists in uh, search engine results. So artist so. websites mm -hmm. typically have a lower bandwidth, is what you're saying. Right now, it all comes down to where you're hosted at. Um, uh -huh. You can actually get, you know, situations where you have more bandwidth or all that. Um, it's, it's typically not an issue, but you know, we've got net neutrality right now, so you know, it's everything's treated yeah. equally. <laughs> so that that Netflix. I thought equality, equality. Yeah. Well, Nick if, Brown. if it becomes an issue too, you can always fall back to those standards. You know, if you're like, man, if if my website's taking a hit, if I see in my Google Analytics. Um, maybe I can redesign some aspects of it that don't take up as much bandwidth. Like, don't have that song playing in the background or that that video that automatically starts. Yeah, you know, but even, even like if that. you did have, you know, rich media on there, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal because yeah. are you really streaming HD, you know, VR experiences from your website? Yeah, yeah is it like an hour-long movie? 24-7 <laughs> to, you know, at least 100,000 people or, you know... <laughs> Right. The only the only thing that I would would love to interject there is that we're not talking about the risk being only um, uh, affected by what the the speed is and the bitrate, but also giving the censorship uh, to yeah. Comcast and stuff. So, if uh, you know, in the time there was somebody who you know uh, who was it who did Cop Killer, the tune. I mean, that was the huge thing of censorship. Oh, it was Onino. It was Onino. Oh, no, 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 no. Just no, kidding. No. Shout out Onino. Thank you for the theme music. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but it was a it was a hip hop or rap group. Um, 
uh, a long time ago. It was and a public enemy. Public, public enemy. enemy. There it is. Right. Yeah. And basically, one of the things was the you know the content of what they were saying. The freedom of speech became an issue. Um, if you are Verizon or you are Comcast, there are ways to say, well, we don't agree with this, so we're going to slow it down. Because remember, if they're in control of the gates of what's throttling and what's moving through, it might not just be a speed thing. It could be a message thing, mm -hmm. right? And when you start to give that control, that scares me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're I kind of banking on a pinky promise right now. We're kind of banking on a pinky promise from the telecommunications companies. Is they're like, no, we promise we won't do this to the small underdogs like Nashville and Sign that is hated upon by some major labels, right. I and would say. Um, we do become... Point, you know, this went into effect in 2015, and there wasn't a big problem with the net before 2015. But we weren't around in 2015. Right, and <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we're creating a little bit yeah. of a rift in the system, let's just But be I also honest. believe that the handover we of... <laughs> yeah, I think we might have been around in 2015. Well, we were around under another name, let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were around. We changed names a few times, okay? We had a few children that were Thanks Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> but I do believe that the, you know, that one of the reasons why this is becoming, why this is coming to the table for demand, uh, uh, bringing down net neutrality is because now we're moving into a place where people are not going to the majors as much as they used to. And has that happened in the last two years, three years? I kind of think it has. I really do believe that there's a huger percentage of the content that people are watching, like Amber said. There are a lot of kids today, a lot of millennials, a lot of kids in high school or whatever. Snapchat is their TV. That's the competition. They're eating yeah. off the plate of these big uh, ISP, you know, uh, content pushing companies. Yeah, millennials, uh, Generation Z definitely go after content creation versus like anything that's force fed to them. They like customization, a la carte. They want things completely catered to their likings, which we've all kind of grown accustomed to catering to our liking. And I just don't feel like that a large telecommunications company like Time Warner that owns Warner that we could be possibly dabbling in their money, and I can guarantee you we are. Um, <laughs> but dabbling in their money, I don't doubt for a second that if we are a competitor coming up and they're looking in the rearview mirror, that they wouldn't, they wouldn't like stifle the traffic coming into our site. I don't believe that the pinky promise would uphold at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't either. Um, I also think that one of the places where this could be affected is recommendation algorithms. Um, if you like this, then you will like Love this. Love it. They're going to pu pu push their own material. Um, yeah. One thing I am optimistic about, though, because I, I don't want to look feel like such a pessimistic about net neutrality, is that I do believe that the cave-dwelling neckbeards of technology from the bottom um, the 4chans, the anonymous, I don't believe that they're going, if net neutrality is dismantled and we do see this type of abuse, um, I, I think it's going to be a call for innovation yeah. that's going to erase it again. Mm -hmm. It's like water hitting a wall. It's not going to stop at the wall. It's going to try to get around it in one way or the other. Yeah. And oh, I think yeah. that today's generation understands the internet enough to find a solution so pretty much like felicia always showing up at your house <laughs> trying to sell you a cheeseburger and you're like no, yeah, go felicia, away but she still no, shows up felicia, <laughs> i don't want a cheeseburger i don't want that old ass cheeseburger felicia bye felicia until you bye. eat the cheeseburger bye give me that cheeseburger you already made it here anyways no favors no favors it, no favors. it reminds me of y2k 
Oh, yeah. oh you guys remember sure. that? Sure. Yeah, I think we're like stockpiling food and freaking out right now. But yeah. then you know it's gonna it's gonna go away. And then you know nothing's gonna really happen, and everything's gonna be okay, and it'll just fade into memory. So you're an <laughs> SEO guru. How does let's 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 cover one more aspect. How does net neutrality? If we lift that, how does it affect SEO? So SEO. Explain just briefly, because SEO is so broad. Let's talk about what the acronym actually is and what it is very quickly. Um, but how could net neutrality affect that? SEO is all about skill set right now, but it could be based on not skill set, but how much money is in your pocket. Yeah, I mean, um, this would be kind of hypothetical uh, discussing how you could be hit us with the SEO first. hurt with you know your search results. But really, that comes down to Google. You know, they, they're the ones that determine your placement in those search results or, you know, whatever search provider, Bing, if you're binging over there or duck, duck, going. <laughs> Banging. They're the ones that determine, you know, what what that order is. And if there were to be some fast lane on the Internet, then, yeah, I could totally see Google implementing something where those sites that are fast. I mean, they already do that, really. If your site is faster than you, you know, you have... Uh, preferential treatment in search results. There's there's a, a ton of different little factors that go into it, and that is one of them. Um, yeah. Other than that, you know, I I I, I it's going to be the the search engines that determine where where you get placed in those. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you're practically saying search engine optimi optimization, aka SEO, can still exist um, outside of the net neutrality laws. Yeah, if, if they were going to remove you from search results, then it would be Google that would be doing that. Yeah, but the, how that the affects it, the artist is SEO, you know, we kind of do that, actually. We're synonymous for that, is we use our higher-ranked SEO for the website to move these artists. We talk about them by that Midas touch, digital Midas touch, some would say. Backlink. When, when we touch that artist digitally, um, it naturally pulls up their SEO, right? So you're saying it's under Google, so it would not probably be affected. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Other than page speed from yeah. one element of, of yeah. all and the stuff again, that goes into hub. it. And that, <laughs> yeah. that's mostly <laughs> with mobile devices that yeah. that's a larger issue with. Yeah. So, so um, I know we. Um, this is kind of our, our last little thing about net neutrality and how it affects an independent artist. So we'll go around the table. Uh, true, true or false. Um, slower internet equals higher bounce rate true equals less traffic equals less revenue 100 percent. all the true all all the trees yeah it's definitely true well except for the revenue maybe you know it depends on what you're doing with that but, yeah. you know, like branded dildos you like branded dildos yeah. <laughs> are you paying in american dollars or rubles, <laughs> rubles. Yeah. russia yeah. we're on to you <laughs> how did you not connect the dots <laughs> So, yeah, so, I mean, ultimately, go do your own research, guys. Um, there are a few uh, links that we want to give you guys. Uh, www, which is the Internet World Wide Web acronym, battleforthenet.com, goffccyourself.com, medium.com, unilad.co.uk. Digital Music News, Consequence of Sound. And do you guys have any other platforms? or NashvilleUnsigned.com. <laughs> of course. Unsigned. Actually, that's the number one. <laughs> www.NashvilleUnsigned.com. And we don't want the www to stand for the world is waiting for the web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice one. <laughs> that's awesome. So... 
Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Like I said, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest, Google Plus, LinkedIn. Actually, I'm not going to keep going. Spotlight, all Musical.ly. The, all the stuff. <laughs> find us everywhere. We Google. love you guys. Go build a platform. Sign up for our email list. We're dropping all things digital and music news. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>